Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unqualifying Sessions with me, Amy. Today, we're going to discuss women in the world of Formula One. Now, I think it is fair to say that when we think of Formula One, we view it as a male-dominated sport. And whilst through my time watching F1, the number of women shown has increased, they are still definitely a minority, or at least to what we see. As it is Women's History Month and International Women's Day, let's take a slightly closer look at women and Formula One. To kick off, let's start with the history of female drivers in F1. Now, over the 72-year history, there have only been five female F1 drivers, with only two ever qualifying for a race. The first pioneering woman was Maria Teresa de Filippis. Through 1958 to 1959, she entered five races, with her best result being 10th at the 1958 Belgian Grand Prix. Now, during her time, there was one instance where Maria was not allowed to race due to being a female. At the French Grand Prix in 1958, the race director did not allow Maria to drive, saying, the only helmet a woman should wear is the one at the hairdressers. Now, If there's anything that shows Maria's personality, I think the reason why she started racing is probably the best thing. She states she started racing as part of a bet from her two brothers. Basically, her brothers bet each other that Maria couldn't drive fast. So what did she do? Well, Maria went to the Amalfi Coast to train. And after training, she went and won her first race in a Fiat 500. Now, Maria retired in 1959 from Formula One. One of the main reasons Maria cited for ending her career was due to the numerous deaths of her friends. After her retirement, Maria didn't race again for another 20 years. This is where she joined the International Club of Former F1 Grand Prix Drivers in 1979. She would then go on to take the role of vice president for the club in 1997. 15 years would pass before we would see another female Formula One driver on track. And this would be Lella Lombardi, who is the only female F1 driver to score any points. Lombardi competed between 1974 and 1976. Lella managed to score points in the 1975 Spanish Grand Prix where only half points were awarded as the race was stopped before three quarters of the scheduled race distance was completed. After her time in F1, Lombardi continued to race. A few highlights of hers include competing in Le Mans four times, and in 1979, she won the N6 hours with Enrico Grimaldi. This made Lombardi the first woman to win an FIA championship event. Maria and Lella's legacies continue on as pioneering women within the sport. Other female drivers credit them as an inspiration. The three other F1 drivers we have seen are Divinia Galisa, who is not only an F1 driver, but also an Olympic skier. Desiree Wilson, who has a grandstand named after her at Brands Hatch after winning the British Aurora F1 Championship and is currently the only woman to win an F1 race of any kind. And Giovanna Amati, who is the last woman to try and qualify for an F1 Grand Prix back in 1992. 
1993, Amati did go into the Porsche Super Cup and went on to win the Women's European Championship. Whilst there hasn't been any further female drivers in a Grand Prix, F1 have had female test and development drivers, including Susie Wolfe. Susie, who was a test and development driver for Williams, and in 2014, she was the first woman in 22 years to take part in an F1 race weekend, and this was during FP1 at Silverstone. Wolf was team principal for Venturia Formula E team before being promoted to CEO in November 2021. Susie Wolf is also the co-founder of Dare to Be Different which is a non-profit that aims to increase the participation of women in sport. Most recently, Jamie Chadwick, winner of the W Series in 2019 and 2021, has been a development driver for Williams since 2019. After Chadwick's 2021 W Series win, she currently has enough points on her super licence to be able to complete future F1 practice sessions. Jamie will be defending her two titles in the 2022 W Series. I have left a link to the W Series website below and in the episode um, notes. So if you want to know a little bit more about the W Series and also where you can watch it as well, that will all be linked. So the W Series as a whole was created in a response to a lack of representation of female drivers in the highest level of motorsport. The first season was held in 2019 and is an all-female single-seater racing championship. The series consists of 18 drivers and two reserve drivers. Now, similar to other Formula series, the drivers' cars are mechanically identical. There are 15 super license points awarded to the winner but it is less than the Formula Regional and Asian F3 series where similar machinery is used. The 2022 W Series season will begin at the Miami Grand Prix this year from the 6th to the 8th of May. Whilst there has been an indication that female F1 drivers are possible, some believe that women would not be able to compete due to the physical aspects of F1. Carmen Jorda, a member of Women in Motorsport Commission run by the FIA, suggested that women should pursue less physical racing opportunities back in 2018. However, this is not necessarily the case. MSU published findings in 2019 that show that even with less experience, female drivers react just as well as their male counterparts. What we show now is that driving the race car is equally stressful for female and male drivers, David Ferguson stated. Ferguson is an assistant professor at MSU who has over 15 years experience studying the physiology of drivers. Ferguson continued that as female drivers keep racing and building endurance, they won't have to work as hard in the car and this could potentially give them an edge over men. Now, one of the reasons people suggest that women wouldn't be able to be good Formula One drivers is due to the impact of the menstrual cycle. So, the study had a look at the impact of this. 
one of the reasons being that people say this is during the period people could possibly fatigue faster and therefore it could lead to future dangers however the study found that this in fact is not true even during the times of the menstrual cycle where the effects of higher body temperature are prevalent ferguson states that these factors still were no different than what the male drivers exhibited okay now we've discussed a bit about actual driving the formula one car and women another aspect we need to look at is women's roles within the team themselves now in march 2021 Neve Lewis wrote an amazing article for ESPN looking at the role of women in F1. From the numbers that they could gather at the time the article was written, it still showed that within areas of F1 there are still very few women present. Uh, This also showed that there wasn't a lot at the time the article was conducted, there wasn't as many women applying for roles either and throughout the 72 year history we have only two women who have managed teams and in the 2022 season there are no women at this high level steps are being made with the FIA's girls on track and also the formula student which encourages stem students to get part in formula one and to encourage um young people to get involved within stem subjects however we won't know for sure how much of an impact this will have until the future overall more can be done but it does look as though we need to dig deeper than just f1 itself and take a look at this in a wider context Steph Carlin, who is the commercial manager for Formula 2 team Carlin, was interviewed for ESPN's article. She stated, I really do think the issue lies at the grassroots where school children are making options and decisions as to what route they're going to go down. And I suppose that is prevalent if at the time when the article was written that not as many women were applying for roles within F1. However, as a whole, this is not just an issue within Formula One. This is an issue that appears throughout sports. Always had a look at surveys for their campaign, Keep Her Playing, which focuses on building confidence in girls through sport. From the surveys they looked at, it showed that nearly one in three girls drop out of sports during puberty, namely as they don't think they're good enough or have the support necessary. This would continue to suggest better support and more grassroots projects starting from childhood would be beneficial. Whilst we still do have a long way to go, there are steps being taken and there are more women and young girls going through into F1. This isn't just with women working for teams or F1, it goes deeper. And we need to have a look at the wider context and wider community. This can include the conversations and the way we speak about women working or even supporting the sport need to develop. Recently, we have seen comments made by Red Bull's team principal, Christian Horner, where he suggested that more girls are watching F1, which is great. But he suggested the reason being was down to the good looking drivers. 
and the 8th of March marks International Women's Day. And this theme, this year's theme is to break the bias. The goal for International Women's Day this year is outlined here, where they state, imagine a gender equal world, a world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination, a world that's diverse and inclusive, a world where difference is valued and celebrated. Together we can forge women's equality. Collectively, we can all break the bias. One of the missions this year is to celebrate women athletes and implored when equality is achieved in pay, sponsorship and visibility. Overall, F1 are making progress, or at least some progress. But I think we need to look at the issues as a wider topic. Today I've gone through a very basic level of women within Formula One and surrounding gender in the sport as a whole. But we really should look at the intersectionality and nuances that go with gender, such as race, sexuality, social socioeconomic status, etc. We do need to not only raise issues with women working in F1, but also within the fan base. I've seen that women and young girls are often overlooked or assumed they have no real idea of what is going on. These issues are unfortunately not only an issue in F1 or even just sport. I can't say I have all the answers, but I believe that when we listen and truly listen to what is going on around us, change can happen. It can be all too easy to be focused on ourselves, but through indifference of others, growth and change will never take place. So thank you all for listening for today's episode all about women in F1. I hope I was able to provide some information that maybe you didn't know or just, yeah, just some more information that you didn't know um, about the history of women within F1. Um, Like I said, I still do think there are some ways to go, but I think through continuing to have more women represented in the sport and like the international women's day is having um equality within visibility i think that is super important um i think visibility it takes you from a situation of being like oh it would be amazing to do that to having seeing people that look like you or coming from a similar background to you or anything with a a similar similar aspect it it changes your mindset from it's something I would love to do to being oh this is something I can do so I think visibility is is definitely um a really huge huge factor um but yeah thanks again for listening I hope you learned something and maybe gave you something to to have a think about um we are getting closer to the f1 countdown can't wait just over a week and uh, we will be watching f1 um also drive to survive is coming out this week um i'm hoping to get another episode out um later on this week which will be a little bit longer and that will go through um the f1 teams and drivers for 2022 um as i know as like i said a new series drive to survive is coming out and a new 
season of F1 is drawing ever closer. So just to give a maybe to some people who maybe don't know as much about the teams or the drivers, just kind of give a little bit of an overview of that. Um, and also, I will probably have an episode all about Drive to Survive. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna binge watch. So that will be coming soon. But again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you learned something. Gave you a little bit of food for thought. And I will see you in the next one. All right.